Welcome to episode 7 of our podcast, Sages Retreat, home of all things starting games, with current events along with anything else we can think of. My name's Lee, and this is my co-host Nathan. Hello. And today we're talking about some of our hobbies and interests. Nathan, you go first. Hit me with it. Right. Uh, I thought I'd start off with PC gaming, uh, seeing as it's a shared interest. I know we've got quite a few. Um, probably one of the main reasons why we're friends, but uh, to start off uh, with PC gaming... That's that's originally how we met. Um, yes, how we know each other. So. Um, in I've, I mean, I've seen PC gaming. I mean, I've enjoyed gaming all my life. That's that's why we talk about um, different consoles because we've obviously both done that all our lives. Um, some of the I know a lot of people it drops off when they get to adulthood or as a dad because you get less time. Uh, but it's it's one of the hobbies uh, and interests that's stuck around for me, um, and. I made the jump to PC gaming uh, about 2014, 13. Uh, I can't actually remember. Might be 13. Stopped, stopped getting new consoles. I do have a PS4, but I got that later in its life, and that's mainly for kids and to play any games that I'd never been able to play before. Um, but my main focus is PC gaming, uh, and I've, I know I've not done as much as you in terms of building PCs and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, the part I have, like I built my son uh, PC, and I've had a fettle with mine, um, only upgrading RAM and peripherals and stuff like that, and, and programs. But uh, I quite like that side of it, um, and I just I just enjoy enjoy all the aspects of gaming, the social aspect mainly, like when we we all talk about stuff. Because I know I, I think I think you well you have been PC gaming longer than me, aren't you? so. I yeah, I think my uh, I started using PC gaming as more of a primary sort of well it was very much alongside my Xbox three sixty and I think the Wii at the time. Hmm. But it was wow, it would have been over ten so it was before I moved here, we've been here like about eleven years. This is where someone shouts at me and tells me it's a different but hmm. let's just say eleven years, but it was before that. Yeah. So I, w- I would have been in my twenties, late twenties when I mm. started. But even then, for me, that was late for me because my my cousin Gareth, he's been PC game. I remember him being into PCs when they were truly complicated and difficult to fathom yeah. and put together, and um, and also very expensive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, he helped me put my first PC together, and then from then, I started learning myself how to do it. Just because it was interesting, it'd be like you, you need this or you need this. He'd give me some tips and the you know choose your budget, get your motherboard, uh, decide what process you you know things like that. Cool. And it was all this information because I probably built my last three PCs, um, and then when you were on about building a PC for your son, we'd had many conversations cool. about budget and how to how to build a PC, and um, you after. Looking at a few videos yourself, and after some tips from me, um, I remember I put the build together uh, online for you, and then you went over it yourself, mm. and then we spoke about it, and then you just committed to it one day, and you did yeah. it, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you built it, and um, there was no there was no problems, and yeah. that's the key. You only you only need once you you dip your toe into PC building, mm. um, or you go from PC gaming to PC, you know, adding a hard drive, and then from there you're like, oh, it's just like a a jigsaw, hmm. you know, as long as the piece fits, generally it will work. So you kind of, it's a step, it's a stepping stone, isn't it? You go yeah. from one to the next, and before you know it, you're advising people hmm. on how to build 
PCs. Um, I think it can be a, a hurdle for some people to to get into PC gaming. Myself, but yeah, because it's terrifying. Mm. Um, the amount of um, obviously we're on um, the same Facebook group, uh, gaming dads, and mm. there's often a lot of dads will be like, "I'm interested," you know, or they've already got a PC, but they're like, "I really want to put a new hard drive in, or I need some more RAM." But I don't know what to do. Yeah. And these are grown; these are grown men, mm. you know, who, who have probably stripped motorbikes apart or mm. have added new bits to the cars. Yeah. But it's like a PC. It's like I'm terrified, mm. but mainly because they can be expensive. Mm. So, and also there's different slight variations on components. And I guess I guess you know it is scary mm. to to buy that part. But generally, I think. You tend to know somebody, or you know somebody that knows somebody mm. who's put a PC together, um, and you can just sort of go, "What do I need to do? Mm. Um, what is it I need?" And they'll just be like, oh, and then they'll just tell you straight away. Yeah. Um, because and, and they even might sort of like in a shrug off kind of way, because once you know, it's easy. Mm. Mm. I think once you've got the idea of how to do it, it's it is quite easy. And uh, so, yeah, anyone wants to know anything about putting PCs together or uh, uh, hit us up, we're, yeah. we're always there. Um, I, lo- I love I love, a budget. Mm. I love it because I've, for quite a few people, they've been like, I want to make a PC. Um, and I'm like, I've only got, you know, if you turn around and say, I've only got £500, mm. then you can build a PC and enjoy 1080p, yeah. 60 frames gaming. And, you know, don't be... Uh, don't be thinking that you need your your fourteen forty p. Don't be thinking that you need your four K gaming. I know the con the new consoles at the moment are pushing. Uh, it's all about four K gaming. Mm. It's all, but I think that that is something that's not for now. Mm. I think in a few years it will be more prevalent. Yeah. Um, also, the you know sixty frames a second is is a great frame rate to be to be playing at. Um, Star Citizen. When you hit me, sit. When you give me a six there on my set up, I'll be happy. Um, so yeah, I mean the new consoles are. I mean there was a post on Gaming Dads uh, yesterday. Someone said, um, "Can I build a PC for five hundred pound that can compete with the consoles?" And no, yeah. no, you can't. The consoles. I mean, what are they like? Five hundred quid yeah. each. Um, they what they give you in terms of gaming ability you cannot get on a pc for that amount of money but what you can get for that amount of money is 1080p 60 frames a second and the beauty of the pc gaming experience which is still for me better than the console experience Mm. um there's that there's all those ongoing arguments isn't there about um, and we we've clearly bonded over these sort of discussions because you um, you use a joypad because you you have a few issues with your mobility in your hands, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, that's a proper personal information. I don't mean it's it's, it's obviously fine. nothing that's yeah. yeah. Um, so you use a joypad mm. for for gaming, and you've adapted to that very well. Um, but for me, a joypad is for like racing games, fighting games third-person games sometimes hmm. um but i'm i can play games on keyboard and mouse and i love it 
Mm. You know, there's we've, I've had many conversations with people how they say, how do you how do you do that? Oh, your fingers are just like this everywhere, and I'm just like, well, what's this with your thumbs? You know, I just kind yeah. it's it's the same it's the same argument. Um, that when we play like Warzone together, you do very well mm. with um, a joypad, whereas you give me a joypad in Warzone, and you might as well have given it to a toddler mm. because my coordination. It's all about that. The muscle memory, isn't it? And, mm. and your coordination. And I just, my, yeah, I'm get, I get there. Yeah. You know, if you have a month or half an hour, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm feeling it. Um, but I just tend to move too quick. Mm. So I'll go to get, I'll go to get someone, and I'll, I'll zoom in. I'll, you know, pull my gun, and then I'll, I'll, I'll go to adjust to aim at them, and I'll, I'll either not move far enough, yeah. or I'll go too far. Yeah. Um, aim assist helps with that but i do know that the aim assist on warzone isn't very good yeah i, I have it turned off i don't i don't bother using it because it it was too it felt like you fighting it rather than it were it were a hindrance rather than a help so so when it did when it did work it was like oh it's not letting me move yeah sort of uh yeah i've seen a few videos on the aim assist in warzone and people were just like yeah it's not it's mm. not the best no. um so you might as well just you might as well just turn it off mm. Just, just get a shotgun. That's all you need. Just yeah. run around with a shotgun. Just go full terror. Yeah. Hey, terror. Hey, listen, terror. Shotgun. Uh, or a sniper for terror. Just, uh, yeah, that's another discussion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, PC gaming, I think, um, is, is, is definitely a, a shared interest mm. for for both of us, as is something else. Yep. Uh, big one that we bonded over, which, which was strange, really, because uh, obviously we got talking about PC gaming uh, and... Elite, we played on quite a lot. Um, yeah. But it's strange that it cropped up that we both have done for a long, long time, and it's a major interest for us both. We're photographer, uh, like we own quite a lot of expensive photography equipment, um, and we enjoy not the exact same photographer, but that's a good thing. Um, I know you, yeah. you quite like urban um, sort of style, um, going around cities yeah. and stuff like that. I like the gritty nature mm. of the the dirty underbelly of yeah. like, <laughs> just like you know I could be walking along mm. and, and take a photo of a door mm. and I'm like this this knackered door you know and I'm just like for, to me it's a it's interesting yeah I have a really good picture of a door actually um, <laughs> that's the reason it popped in my head yeah. it's on my Instagram mm. it's um it's this it's the, a painted door the paint's mm. all coming off it's in part, part of the old parts of Nottingham mm. which you know. As you know, our English cities, um, well, UK cities, I should say, are considerably older. Well, as in, and have this this beautiful old architecture. And there was this old wooden door, and it was like I say, the paint was all coming off, and the light, the sunlight was like cutting across it, and it was like half lit, half. I was, I loved that picture. It, when it was just, I was walking along. I wasn't even looking for it. Um, but I think that's. A lot of the thing with the kind of urban hmm. um, photos is that you don't look for stuff. It has to find you. You have to walk along and be like, oh, I, I need that. Yeah. I need that picture. I'm not a fan of um, street photography as a kind of like taking pictures of people. Hmm. I don't. I find that a bit intrusive. And yeah, I think pe- yeah. pe- people that do street photography, I love looking. I love looking at street photography. Um I think it's, uh, I think it's a, a challenging uh, sort of like subject, yeah. subject matter to to, to to do, 
but because of that I, I enjoy looking at it mm. you know it's like looking at a car crash you're kind of like god I don't want to be part of that car crash but mm. I love it I'm looking what's happened mm. and, and you they go around just I've, I've seen them before taking pictures and they just they'll hold a camera because it's especially with smartphones now it's very easy to get into street photography anyone can hold a can hold a phone and just be looks like they're just looking at the phone but they're not they can you know they can hold it here and you mm. can just or even like you would maybe a you can just I'm looking at this YouTube video you know yeah. and you can just be like a bang 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 you can just take pictures mm-hmm. and no one's gonna know that you're doing it yeah um, unless someone looks at you and gives you one of them like you fucking doing me your mm. phone what are you doing me your yeah. phone because like but the good thing about doing the photography with um, a smartphone which is I say smartphone it's just phone now isn't it mm-hmm. um, it's very viable. Mm. Um, when we did the uh, Caroline's wedding, I took a few photos with my phone mm. because I was having difficulty with the angle mm. uh, with my camera. And I remember someone saying, "Oh, you what are you doing with your phone? I could have, uh, I could have done these myself." And I was like, "Well, you can do it if you want, um, but you use the tools at hand, don't yeah. you?" Um, and I knew that I was, I'd be able to use my phone. To get these pictures, and it came out absolutely fantastic. Mm. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know it was taken um, with a phone, not especially not after I'd uh, processed it in Photoshop, after I'd yeah. thrown it in there and played around with it. And mm. um, if, if you're wondering what sort of photo it was, it was um, it was where I was lying on the floor. In fact, you've got you took a photo of me lying on the yeah. floor. I remember, yeah. and I was looking up. And everyone was looking down at me. Mm. So the idea, the envision was that the photo frame, that the the pic when it was printed, it would have everyone around the edge looking into sort of like into the, uh, the mm. ground, but into the center at you. It was a really good idea actually, mm. and it came out really came out really yeah. well. Uh, it consisted of about ten photos that I had to patch together, and even had to do some reshaping of someone's head because it was. Um, I don't even know what happened. I didn't notice it until the end, and I was like, "Shit!" Hmm. And it looked like they'd been like stretched, so yeah. I had to kind of like squish them back. Hmm. Um, but it came out really well. Hmm. Um, yeah, their photography. I mean, I've been in photography. It was my uncle that got me into it. Uh, my uncle Michael. He um, used to let me take uh, photos when I was on holiday, or he always used to have his camera, and I'd be like, "Let me have a go." And um, it's just, I think, I think all men, nearly all, nearly all men I've come across have had a moment of enjoying photography, mm. whether it is with a small compact camera or whether they've gone out and bought a, a DSLR or whether it's just been taking a lot of pictures with the, you know, their phones. I mm. think people, a lot of guys go through this stage of, of really enjoying it but mine's never gone away it's always yeah. been there it's always been my my backup mm. and for years when we used to go shopping i used to take my camera just like, mm. used to put it used to oh, i'll just take my camera today mm. and um sometimes i used to get a few a few pictures i've probably got quite a lot of pictures of nottingham over the years mm. um and and yeah my collection old cameras i still absolutely mm. adore film i think when you have a film camera it it transforms you into a different um photographer Hmm. it the photography the photography experience itself is massively different because 
you're relying on having to think you're you can't take you know you're you're limited to 24 36 frames hmm. and even then the first couple and the first last ones sometimes don't always come out hmm. so you're limited to this say if you've got uh 36 you've got just you know th- let's say 32 uh, photos that you can take and each one you know to some regard has has to count hmm. um we we dismiss the thing the problem for me with digital photography is that you take a lot of photos and you don't print them out hmm. or you don't safely store them i guarantee you that there's thousands of people out there that have lost probably 10 years plus of photos because they haven't printed them or backed them up properly hmm. And you can't replace those memories. Um, it's you might have um, like I've got memories of being little, sitting on my grandparents' backyard on the path, and I remember my granddad coming up to me and getting me and taking me off. And these this memory came from a photo hmm. that I'd see. I went, oh, "What's this photo of me sitting on this path on this cover?" And it was like, yeah, we just put you out there. It was a nice day. You were sitting on the cover. You were playing with your toys. And then you weed all over it. And then we had to come and get you and, and wash the, the the blanket sort of thing. Hmm. But I might not have had that memory if I hadn't have seen the photo yeah. and asked about it. Hmm. And I think photos are they're, they're, um, they're valuable. Hmm. They're very valuable. Um, you look at old photos of, of cities and... You didn't you show me a video not long ago mm. of Sheffield City Centre? There was an old video and a new one. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. They pop up every now and again yeah. where people find old old footage, mm. and then they go, "Wait a minute, we'll we'll recreate mm. it." Um, I I went through a big stage of uh, portrait photography with my children and mm. just like anyone in general that would let me take a photo of them. Mm. Um, yeah, I just I just got a lot of photos, a lot of mm. photos, and so I'll say I'm more a. Uh, like I say, I like I'm, I'm I like my portrait. I like my my. Uh, in fact, just going off. Sorry, I'm waffling on again. There was I'd I'd recently been finding interesting plants that have been growing mm. out of like brickwork, mm. and I was thinking about having a little, making a little um, collection of photos of nature that's taking over mm. like man-made objects, mm. because the amount of times you you. Like we stood at a traffic light the other day, and I saw this like it was about two, three foot tall. This like plant, hmm. I was like, "Why has no one ripped you up, or you? How have you survived there?" Oh. And I was just like, "Wow, it's just nature's just like taking you know, like if you don't go in your back garden or your shed for a couple of weeks, how spiders take over it." Oh. Well, for me, the the plant thing was kind of like that. I was yeah. like, "Wow, if, if we didn't, if we um, left things alone." It would just slowly but surely, you know, structures would crumble, nature would take over. There'd mm. be, probably be trees growing in the middle of the, the road, which yeah. would never have grown before because cars would be running over them or preventing them from, mm. or the, you know, the potholes had been fixed. Mm. Or some of them, maybe not all of them. Yeah, definitely not um, Sheffield. Definitely not. No, there's always a couple, isn't there, that never get never get fixed. Mm. What 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 do you what, what's your main interest with the photos? Uh, I quite like. Travel photographer. This leading on to another another one of my hobbies is which is traveling. I like I yeah. like landscape. Um, I, I like looking across a big open vista, seeing the mountains, seeing rivers, lakes. I quite like 
water photographer, uh, a waterfall or a river or something like that. And I think the travelling aspects, I mean, every, we, we go quite a lot of, of different places. Uh, we'll take kids, um, we'll go for a day out or a weekend or something. And I always take the camera. That's the first thing mm. that gets packed. Um, and I'll get as many photos as I can. I mean, we went to Lake District, no, I don't think it was last year, maybe last year. Um, yeah, when it was nice. Um, and I got a million photos while I was there. I bet people got fed up of seeing them. Um, but it's just it's just gorgeous. Every every angle that you look at is photo worthy. Um, yeah, it just it just looks so good. Um, but yeah, I just I just I love lands- landscape photography and and traveling. When we've been we've been all over. Um, we've been to Dublin. Uh, got quite a good few photos there. Amsterdam, Rotterdam, um, The Hague. Got a few. Germany. Germany's really good. I, I think you'd like Germany just for uh, the urban style because it's because it because it got bombed quite a lot, obviously, because of the war. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's there's not a lot of of older buildings, so it's like a mixture of lots of harsh concrete and angles mixed with the odd building that got left and, and didn't get touched or got or has been re-renovated back to how it used to look. Plus, they love graffiti. I don't know why. The graffiti in England pales in comparison to the graffiti. It's like every graffiti artist in Germany is Banksy or something. It's it just I've, I've got a couple of photos. I think I sent you one while I was there. Uh, some steps. and All the buildings around it are concrete, like angular weird shapes. And this, these steps are all ornate and old, like they're probably about two hundred years old. And someone's graffitied across them all, but in in such a way, it looks it looks really nice. Um, it's on the Instagram that one. You have to. Have I don't to like that. What the good? <laughs> yeah, but it works. It's it's strange. I mean, you see some over here, and you've got someone's stupid tag. They'll tag something like. Evo there's a big tagging. Yeah, there's a big tagging culture, mm. and there was someone who. Are, it's my cousin's cousin. Hmm. Um, it's my cousin Emma, her cousin. She hmm. had a big thing for graffiti, hmm. and she would post pictures of tags, like all the ones that she'd found. And I was, like, I, I, just, I, I don't get it. Hmm. For me, to me, that is like it's just dirty. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you want to do a piece of art, something interesting, in a random place, like you go for it. Hmm. You know, because often it needs cheering up. Hmm. You, you do some. You know, if you've got a beautiful piece of artwork that you can do mm. that looks amazing, you go for it. Mm. You know, I th- I think that you know we could all do with a bit more art, mm. but I don't get. Maybe I haven't asked about it enough to mm. understand it, but I don't get tagging culture. Yeah. Just this, I'm like, like someone would also someone would do some nice piece of art, but then someone would like scribble the name on it or the yeah. tag on it. It's like, what are you fucking doing? Mm. All you've done is ruin it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, forget that. Have you seen that thing as well with the stickers? People will like yeah. sign us, like tag a sticker. Hmm. What that? That's just that's it. What is that? With there's quite a few of them. There's actually one at lamppost outside my house. What someone's done? I, I can't remember what the tag is, but it's, it's rubbish and it looks crap. Yeah. and they've they're all over where they've where they've tagged it, and that that don't look good. I mean, this oh, it's rare that I see in this country nice, not not even nice graffiti, but graffiti that looks tasteful in some sort of way. But in in Germany, it seems it's weird. It's like it bridges the gap between the old and the new. It sort of marries marries the two things together, and I think that's that's how it works. Um, I'll have to find that picture. I need I need to look at that, that yeah. picture. 
I think I think it's um, on the Instagram. If not, I'll find it. It's definitely on my phone. Um, I did... If I can find that, if I can find that picture, I will put it up. So yeah. if you're watching the video, um, it will be up now. Mm. And also, I'm going to put up my door. Yeah, don't that's the, the door. door as well. Yeah. So we'll see if I, if I find them, they'll be on now. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely interesting photography mm. going on to uh, graffiti. Yeah. Was there anything else that you uh, wanted to mention for yourself? Yeah. Or yourself? Go on then. Um, well, just just a little one, because I know I know you like collecting stuff, um, huh. which I'll, I'll let you talk about in a minute. I'll just quickly interject. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of problem solving. Like I, every, Nearly every job I've done has been some sort of problem solving stuff, because I enjoy that. And that's I think that's why I like PC gaming, when running maintenance tasks and, and things like that and photography. Fixing your PC. Yeah, fixing <laughs> my PC constantly. Um fixing kids stuff. Um I like I've got a Raspberry Pi. I quite like if uh, Raspberry Pi's if people don't know what they are, it's like a basically a small PC that you can code yourself to to do what you want. I use it for retro gaming. Uh, but you can use it as Wi Fi boosters or, uh, or millions of different things. Um but problem solving, because uh, everybody knows I like doing it. Um I get given, I'll try and hold one up without it breaking, um, like a million puzzle things. I don't if you, I know you're listening, uh, but they're little wooden puzzles. I get Rubik's Cubes, uh, stuff to build. Every Christmas and birthday, that's that's what I get given. Our house is full of them. Um, I, I enjoy doing them. Um, I don't know if I'd still do them if people didn't buy them. I don't think I'd buy them myself, but people seem to buy them, so I'll, I'll use it. But I, I know Once- you... There was like one occasion where you went, I really like these. Yeah. And, and that was it. Yeah. It's like yeah, someone says something like, oh, I really like frogs. And then they get bought a million frog ornaments and T-shirts and hats. And it's, I think that's where it's, it's spanned from. So that's that's why my house is filled with puzzly brick things and stuff to build. Because I, I, I do enjoy doing them, but I don't know if I'd go out of my way to buy them myself. But I know, I know you like, um, you've got a couple of collections, haven't you, that you like. You, you, yeah, you like I've... I've not been doing a lot of it the last maybe year or so. Hmm. I think with all this crap that's going on, yeah. it's just also a lot of my collections gear around um, charity shops. Hmm. I love charity shops. Yeah. Like people, as a as a kid, I used to look down on them. Like because my mom, you know, I think she would buy me sometimes the odd school item, hmm. and I used to think it was a bit trumpy, hmm. but. We didn't have a lot of money. I don't think I under- as a child, I didn't really understand it mm. uh, as much as what I do now. But charity shops are amazing, mm. especially ones where the the area is a bit more like if you can find an area that has a very small shopping center but surrounded by a large private estate, mm. they just get rid of everything. Mm. Like they'll just they just chuck shit away willy nilly, and you'll always find a bargain. Mm. Um, I especially like books. Mm. My uh, my wife would like to throw away probably 90% of mm. my books maybe all of them no not all of them she's not that cruel mm. but i i i went through a, a a large period over a few years of seeing a book and if i was interested in it i would just buy it mm. um i wouldn't think but also it was a time when i i wouldn't look up so much on the internet mm. i would but i value books um i think like when the internet goes down when we're done, when it all, when it, when the apocalypse, you know, when Trump leaves office, and he takes the internet with him, mm. or whatever, something's going to happen. Um, what's left is because the internet's not a real thing. Mm. It's not real. It's not. I can't 
hold it. Mm. I'll probably hold a hard drive, but um, this information that we might want is going to be somewhere. Mm. And the, one of the um, the great tragedies was the the was it the Library of Alexandra that got burned yeah. down. Yeah, is that a re- is that real? I often th- I've never looked into it. Is that real? I think that is real. I think that is a. Is, is it a myth? <laughs> is it, <laughs> it could is it a myth. It could be, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard something about it. Yeah, I'm, I need to look into that now. Mm. I feel stupid. Mm. I mentioned it, and I'm like, is it real? Yeah. Minotaurs yeah. are they real? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I collect books. I've got easily over 500 books mm. that mine. My daughter has a lot of books. Um, son not so much my other daughter has a good collection of books so they've got a good bookshop full of books great um, I like old books so I brought one of them so if you're looking at the, the if you're watching the video you'll see this I don't know how in focus that is for you the blue of the sea uh, I spotted it and I was like wow just this you know just, just you can you can just look at this yeah. and you think to yourself yeah that's an old book mm. and um, it smells Amazing. I was going to say, I can see that it smells nice. It smells, I you can, can smell it just looking at it. Yeah. You can, can't you? Yeah. It's, it's absolutely uh, stunning. And just opening it up, um, someone has written something in it. Um, it looks, I can't, it looks like Elsie Robinson, um, a, a classroom. Hmm. It looks like St. Aidan's. Something something class, and then it says nineteen thirteen. Hmm. So just having this, this is a a bit of history for me that's now mine, and I can look after it. Hmm. And if I want to, you know, I can read it. Hmm. Um, it's all here. It's in brewing condition. I think where it was kept before, it had a lot of dust on it, and there was a slight bit of damp on it. Hmm. But it's been kept in a a lot of safer place now, and it's thoroughly dried hmm. out and uh, it's fine it's fine now hmm. um i've got so i've got a big stack hmm. of old books some of them uh, are not so old maybe like 60s hmm. um so microwaves um i think they used to they used to call them something different and one is one of the books is about radiation cooking hmm. and it's like oh that's my that's like a microwave yeah. unless it's something slightly different hmm. i don't know but um so i i really like both fact uh, and fiction books mm. as well. So I have a lot of there's some there's even like DIY books, mm. like just random DIY books. Yeah. Oh, I have a good collection of alien books as well. Uh, I've got all the alien uh, films in like novel, and I've got like artwork books mm. and and things like that. I really like that that collection. Mm. Um, I have a real thing about Lord of the Rings, um, which is a little bit ironic as you'll get it in a second. Mm. But uh, if I see a Lord of the Rings book and I have I don't own it. Like a copy of the Lord of the Rings, I'll just buy it. Mm. If it's like a couple of quid in a charity shop, I'll be like, okay, I haven't got that one. I'll just buy it mm. because obviously they get um, re-released every couple of years, or you know, new covers and and, and what have you. Um, I've got uh, I've got a nice box set. Uh, Lord of the Rings has got the three books and a separate like a companion, like a, a companion to go with mm. a reader's companion to go with them. Um, but one of my favourites that I've got, which I'm holding in my hands right now, is is this one here. It's not very interesting. Um, I don't know if you can get... Is that a good angle? Can you see that? Yep. Uh, This one came out in... It's not super, super old, but it came out... It's all three books in one. Mm. Smells amazing. Um, 
So it's first published in three volumes, 1954. This one is 1973. So this is obviously before the films came out. And it's just so nice. It's it's a book that I will never um, actually hold and read mm. because I don't want to. Um, I don't want to damage it. Mm. Um, but I've got this one. I've got one, two, three, four. But I think there's another one somewhere. Plus my box set of Lord of the Rings uh, books, which. Um, so the irony is, I've not actually read the book. Mm. Um, it's been something I've been meaning to read for a long time, mm. but I never have. Um, and I hate myself for it, because I, I love the films. I think they're great. And I've been told, yeah, you've got to read the book. And I, I will read the book. I was going to read it, because obviously we're locked down at the moment. I was going to commit myself to reading a couple of, maybe like a chapter a day or something, mm. but I just, I just haven't been able to do it i don't know what's i don't know what's wrong with me at some point i will pick it up and i will read it mm. um, i'm not going to audiobook it i will i will read it i've got a, i've got one of my copies that has been um read clearly a couple of times so i will use i'll read it that one i'll read that one because i know i won't sort of damage it um yeah absolutely uh, love love old books um going on to something else i like collecting is monopoly mm. um a lot of people hate monopoly they think it's boring a board i know big board game fans they they respect it for what it is, but at the same time they kind of disregard it because it's like it's a bit when it comes to board games, it's like everyone's played Monopoly, you know. Uh, there's better games out there, and I'm going to say that's fine. You do what you want, hmm. and I've no issues with that opinion. Uh, but I have see, I haven't got a massive collection. Hmm. I know, and I've got someone on my Facebook who's got a lot of Monopoly boards, hmm. but I've got over thirty. Hmm myself and you might think why have you got so many monopoly boards and i'm like i get that it seems crazy Mm. but monopoly for me is interesting i i like the game it's a great game to interact with people when you're playing um it's there's a lot of tactics to it and i just i can get lost in the game of monopoly quite quite easily and there are different boards. So you have your basic Monopoly board. Mm. Let's, I'll assume that you've all played Monopoly. You know what your basic board looks like. Um, from there, then you have themed boards. So I have a Nottingham Monopoly. Recently, you just mentioned very well, a few minutes ago to me, mm. uh, you mentioned the Sheffield one. Mm. So all it is, is instead of having the London landmarks on it, you have local landmarks from your local city. So whether it be football clubs, your town hall, um, maybe a couple of local big business, big businesses which are local to you, um, and then that that so that that to me transforms Monopoly into a game to a game that you're familiar with. Mm. So, on that the theme of being familiar with something, so you might find one based on Pokemon. Mm. So you really, if you really like Pokemon, you can get someone playing a game using their brain. Uh, stretching their brain yeah. into in in a, in a way uh, that they enjoy because they enjoy Pokemon. Cool. Um, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the Monopoly boards that are constantly getting reskinned. So cool. they take the the original Monopoly and they just go, oh, we'll just because there was a Skyrim one that came out, cool. and I was like, ooh, Skyrim. That we've spoke about Skyrim before. Yeah. That could be really interesting. Cool. 
But no, it was just the skin. It was just like, you know, it's like you've got a car. All you've done is painted it a new color. Hmm. And to me, that's it's not an, it's not worth thirty quid yeah. to buy. I I like I like the monopolies that they change the game a bit. They make it into something interesting. Um, I've got. I mean, saying saying that I do own some that are just like skin changers. Hmm. Um, I've got a couple of American ones. I've got a. Uh, I got a Star Trek. I've got a Transformers on, which is an American hmm. one. I've also got a. I've got a Star Trek Next Generation Monopoly hmm. board, um, which I found at a charity shop, and that I only bought for like six or seven quid. Hmm. But a lot of it's sealed up. After doing some research, that board is worth. Uh, up to about £100. Mm. Um, I'm not going to play that one. I will just leave it yeah. because I just like it. It's special. It's one I'm going to just keep safe. Um, there, there's a really one, uh, Monopoly City, which I, I really enjoy because you make your way around the board and you have these little zones that you own and then you can buy... Where you would buy a house and a hotel, mm. you can buy little skyscrapers and you mm. can put on... There's lots of little things. It's, it's probably... It's a long game to play that one, yeah. and you, it's a game that you can't. If you know Monopoly, you, you you still don't know this game. You have to reference the rules a lot. Um, but once you know it, it's fun, hmm. and the the aim is to eventually get these this really huge skyscraper. Which if people land on it, in the same way that if you've got a um, a full color set full of hotels, and if you land on that, you pay you're, you're shelling out your money, aren't yeah. you? Well, if you land on this one with this big skyscraper on, well, you might as well just you might as well just give up. It's going to take all your money. It's so, it, is, it is so good. Um, a favourite board that I wanted to mention uh, and actually show on camera is is this very sexist one that I've got here, which I absolutely love. It's um, it's clearly aimed at girls, although you know I mean anyone can play it clearly, but it's I'll show you this in the camera. So it is pink and it is in the in the shape and design of kind of like a makeup hmm. box. So if you open it, you see, and you're going to see the camera, but you're going to see uh, a mirror. Yeah. And it's got a little bit of ribbon holding the lid. And then we take the... Uh, now I bought this on eBay and it was some pieces missing. So I then went back on eBay and I bought the pieces that were missing um, for obviously a couple of quid each or whatever. But the bits that you get in it are, are quite interesting. So we've got, of course, we've got every little girl needs their uh, hair dryer. Um, we've got a mobile phone, a flip phone, that one is. We've got... so. There are there is a skateboard, there's a dog, and there's also a little I don't know whether you can see that really it's a football. A pink dice, lovely pink dice there. Uh, the board. I'll show you the board. Let me open this up. I'll describe it as I open it. It is as pink as a Monopoly board can possibly get. Um, the only problem with this board, I actually love the board. I think it looks great. You can sort of see it how it looks there. <laughs> I think it actually looks really good. The pink board is stunning. the The only problem is is that the 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 writing on it. Now, normally you have the obviously the 
the different places you land and they have a, um, a name don't they mm. now the writing on this i don't know if you can see it on the camera but it's kind of like a cursive like italic or something yeah and it is horrible mm. to read so if you've got the board in front of you and normally you know if you your piece moves on the other side you can still read it because you can read upside down fairly easily mm. but i'm looking at this and i cannot read it mm. it what does it say Hey. Oh, it says Paige's Pizza Palace. I did not know that was there. My daughter Paige will be very happy yeah. with that. Uh, yeah, Paige's. So it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful Monopoly. Um, I really like it. I think now this is what to me novelty Monopoly should be. This should be something interesting. Yeah. Uh, very, very collectible. This one, um, and you don't see sort of full ones that often. So yeah, I love my. Absolutely love my my Monopoly. Mm. Um, uh, just as, as a last mention on the Monopoly, I have a large board called Mega Monopoly. Mm. So each color space, color set has an extra one mm. on it, and um, there's an extra dice that does like special things. Mm. It is it's really fun, but it does take a little longer to play because it is absolutely huge. Yeah. Uh, but it is. It is so good. It is it's, the board is massive as well. Yeah. You, you'd have you'd have your normal, you know, if you have like your coffee table where you put your mm. board, and if it if it fits, you need a new table. Mm. Get yourself a new table for this board because it's massive. Mm. It just takes up the whole thing. In fact, you know what? I'm really quite tempted to play it now. <laughs> hmm, might have to crack open a Monopoly later. <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my Monopoly. Uh, Monopoly collection, pretty. Oh, I've got small. It just keeps coming. Yeah. I've got small ones as well. You know, like um, like a pack of cards. Uh, yeah. So there's like a, a Monopoly variant for like a deck of cards where you can collect them and hand them out. And so that's quite interesting yeah. as well. I've got there's three different card games I've got. Plus I've got like a mini Monopoly, like a magnetic one that you open up, like a little book, like and you a have magnet, like a tra- yeah. a travel one yeah. for the kids in the car. Mm. Sort of stick your little, or like you take to the caravan, mm. you know, that kind of, yeah. to the caravan, that kind of thing. It 100% is one that yeah. you take to a caravan. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, what was that? Books and Monopoly. Mm. Uh, so the only other thing that I consider as a bit of a uh, hobby would be 3D printing. Mm. Now, it, it didn't pop in my mind when we were thinking about it, but you mentioned it. Yeah. Um, 3D printing is it's not like a new new uh, phenomenon. It's something that's been around a few mm. years, but it's only becoming more accessible to the average consumer. Mm. Was that the best way to put it, I think? So, like, you could go out and buy a 3D printer for, you know, under £200, uh, depending on what you wanted and how big the bed is where it prints, the, mm. size, the print size. And um, you could print... I don't want to say anything that you want. I think that's a bit, a bit optimistic. But you can print a lot of things. Three mm. um, D printing has, has sort of two purposes. I guess it's necessity, or it has that that fun element of just I want to print off um, a replica, which is brilliant. So we obviously play Elite Dangerous. I printed off a replica ship for you, and yeah. I gave it to you. Didn't yeah. I remember that that cutter? Yeah, still got it. Um, yeah. So it's great for cosplayers. Um, so building armor pieces or small, unique little um, emblems or guns. Yeah. So um, like a replica gun, if you was to buy it, it might cost a lot of money. 
or it might not exist. Mm. You know, you, there might be a film that has a really interesting gun in it, or a sword, or anything, and you can't buy a replica of it. Mm. But in that Rule Thirty Four way of thinking, if you can think of it, someone else has thought of it, and a lot of the times they've three D modelled it and put it on a website for free so that you can download it. So what you do is when you print, so you've got your hardware printer, I'll talk about that more in a second, and then you go onto a website. Well, there's two options. You can go onto a website or you could, or you could make the model yourself, but that's another thing. So you go onto a website, a really big website online is called Thingiverse. You go on there, do a, just do a, like, like a Google search for, it's notoriously slow, it's a rubbish website for, for its slowness, but its library of models is extensive and very good. So you would search anything, I don't know, cat. So you search cat, and there'll be people that are 3D models, little cats, and there'll be lots of different ones, and you'll be like, yeah, I want a cute cat for my desk, or as a present for a child. Or So a good example I'm going to use right now is there's a very popular game out called Among Us. And Among Us is a game where you're on a ship, you're a crew, one of you is an imposter, goes around killing people, you got to figure out who it is. That's the basics of it. Have you played it yourself? Yeah, Did yeah. You, have you played it? Yeah, I've yeah, played it. I've played it. Okay, I've played it a few times. It's fun, mm. but I think the no- for me the novelty wears off after mm. a few games, and it's just like okay, fine. But because the game's so new, there's no merchandise for it. However, my my daughter was like, "Oh, can you print me off a model?" And I hadn't even thought about it. I went onto Thingiverse. I found that someone had actually three D modelled a a small Among Us character, absolutely perfect, to the point where it would. Because when you kill someone in the game, it cuts them in half, and you can see like a bone, mm. can't you? Like a, it's like a not like a rib bone, but it's like a, a leg bone, isn't mm. it? That like sticks out of them. And yeah, so it comes in two halves, and it's got a little bone, and it's it, the, for a model, it's absolutely amazing. And it prints off in the full model prints off in. For me, you're looking at about six hours mm. for the part, the various parts, and so we printed off three of those different colours, and she absolutely loves them. She's took them to school. All the friends are jealous. Mm. And someone was like, why don't you sell them? And I was like, I'm not spending six hours of print time per model to then sell it for a couple of quid. It's just not, mm. it's not worth it. I think if you, if someone wanted one, I would just, I would just give it to them. Yeah. I would just print it off and give it to them because it's not, you doesn't use a lot of them. Uh, filament. Mm. Now filament is the rolled up spool of plastic. So basically with a, with a, you imagine if you got a, um, a toothpaste, a full toothpaste, and you squeezed it, and as you squeezed it onto a table, you drew out, let's say you drew a square, just the outline of a square. But then, that's the same way that a 3D printer would work. It would melt the plastic, and it would draw it onto this hot plate. Then, imagine if you then squeezed another square on top of that square, you're suddenly, you're starting to build up basically a 3D model. Hmm. You've gone from a flat plane and what you're doing is you'd be building up a cube. And that's exactly what a 3D printer does. It, it melts plastic. It squeezes it onto a warm uh, plate, a hot plate. And then it just goes layer after layer after layer after layer after layer. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it can take hours. So uh, a friend of mine, a good friend, Scott, who I'd actually love to get on here because he has so many interests. He's done a lot of stuff. He's, very, he's a very interesting person. Um. He has a, the same printer as me, but he, he has a bigger bed. So it's the same, but it's like a model up which has a larger surface to print on. And he just printed off a full 
uh, I think it was a Mandalorian helmet. So I can't do that. I would have to do it in like two parts. But so you can do it in two parts, and then you could you can glue it together. You can sand it. You can you can. It's how people do it. They they look seamless. If you're good at it, you can do it so that it looks good. But he just printed he printed off a whole one, and I think it took him over thirty hours to do it. And that's a long time. Yeah. You have a you have a power hiccup, and also with a print, prints can go wrong. They rely on temperature, the right speed. If there's a problem with the print, so as you're printing, something can happen. Hmm. What if your dog nudges your printer, which you know could happen? I'm assuming you'd have it somewhere that was safe. Hmm. But it's these small things that can happen, which can mess up your print. Um, I've seen as a few Facebook groups on it, and they have a. So you have a spool of, uh, it's like a big cotton reel of plastic filament, but they have to, it has to wrap up in such a way that it will unspool without tangling. Mm. Now I've seen it before where they've unsp- it's been in the process of a print, but it's suddenly jammed because it's got stuck on there. So what if that, what if that happens as well? There's lots of these things that can go that can go wrong. Three uh, D printing is very interesting. It's very interesting for little, little bits of crap. That you print off key rings, just little little bits of nonsense, um, you know. Or like I said, the cosplay thing is great. Also, I think to be honest, I think three D printing is has a great functional element. Um, I think it's the future. Yeah. I think to some extent, maybe not in the form it's in now, but three D printing is the future. Um, as now, there was a three D printer up on. I think it was up on the space station. Mm-hmm. And they needed a tool for a job. They didn't have the tool or the tool had broken or something. So the 3D print model was sent up to the space station. They printed off the tool to use on the space station. Mm. Now, tell me that that's not some sci-fi futuristic use of technology. Mm. Then I I don't know what it is. That was absolutely... um, When I I remember reading that, I was like, that's amazing. Mm. That's what... uh, that's a functional, you know, from some idiot in a garage trying to make this 3D, crude 3D printer yeah. to, you know, potentially saving lives on a space, yeah. well, just a bit drastic maybe, but maybe saving lives on a on a space station by building this little tool. Yeah. Because they can't take up, every, I'm assuming they can't take up every single spare part, every single tool, because yeah. everything costs money to send up, doesn't it? The more weight, the more, you know, the more, more it costs to send up. So why not just send up a big blob of, you know, 3D print material mm. that will give you X amount of, um, of, of uh, you know, tools or nuts and bolts, maybe something that would be useful. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Uh, 3D printing, books, Monopoly, photography, PC gaming. Mm. There's probably a lot of other things yeah. as well that that I, I do. Uh, I do collect. I collect Steam games, hmm. but that's another story. Yeah. I think <laughs> that's another one. Steam games. I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to complete. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, is there anything else you can think of? Maybe. Yeah, uh, I've got a a new hobby. Uh, well, it's not <gasps> new, new, but it's relatively new. Lockdown now, because um, I found myself very bored when the uh, lockdown happened. And it's something I've been wanting to get into for a while. And it was uh, beer brewing. So I've started brewing my own beer. Um, I'm on my fourth um, batch at the minute. Um, and because there's only... Because my wife don't really drink. There's only me that... And I, I'm not a big drinker. 
so it's taking me a while to get through. I'm, I'm doing like 40 pints every time I do it. Um, I know the third one, I haven't actually tasted it yet because I, I did that with friends before the last lockdown, uh, before this lockdown has just started, should I say. Um, but I've got, I, the minute I've got some amber ale um, that's ready for bottling tomorrow, um, so that'll be my day, washing, sterilising um, and filling about 40 bottles I think I've, I've got to yeah. Um, I'll have to I'll have to save one of them for you so you can try that. Um, when, yeah. When you next come up or whenever I next snip down, um, maybe yep. maybe more than one. We'll see. Get you drunk off in it. Um, but yeah, I've, I mean I've over at lockdown. I, we we've got uh, two outbuildings on on his land that we've. I didn't know what to do. We so we spent quite a big chunk of the time redecorating, sorting them out, and 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 making them waterproof and everything but couldn't work out a use so I, I married the two things together and used it as sort of a man cave slash brew house so that's where I keep all my brewing stuff I'll have to put some photos on um, and I, I did want to do some filming in there so I'll have to, I'll have to sort that out but nah. so what you're saying is your wife has basically said yes you can have the mm. shed off you go yep. and you've, you you now live in there yep. Now it's, it's got yeah. electrics, it's got heating, it's got double glazing. I mean, it's it's you could sleep in it. It's got a sofa in it now. Um, places to store things. I built I built a little cabinet. I sent you a photo a little shelving unit yes. thing that I, I made out of a pallet. Because mm. um, I, I I do quite like fixing stuff and and building stuff, um, and so that that gave me somewhere to to brew my beer to save it and uh, to drink it in peace and quiet as well. So that was a good one. I mean, I've got. Uh, a collection, a failed collection, shall we say, uh, of Mr. Potato Heads. Uh, I collected <laughs> them since I was about 16, I think, 15, because um, someone bought me one. And then I started collecting them, and I've only got three left. I had, I want to say, about 30, 40 at the time. But the, wow. the kids kept getting into them and then wanting to play with them. And I've got six... Is it six siblings? I've got six siblings that, are, well, four of them are younger than me um, by a lot, by like 17 years. So when they were kids, they played with them and took them and, and all sorts of stuff. But I'm proud of the last three. One of them I didn't want to lose was a Spider-Man one, like a special edition. I can't remember the name of it, okay. but that one got stolen um, by one of the <sighs> children. And the last three that I've managed to keep are Darth Vader, which is called Darth Tater. Um, of course it is R2-D2 which is called R2-Potato um, and Optimus Prime <laughs> which is called Optimash Prime um, Optimash yeah, Prime and they're, they're the most intricate that's why I saved them ones out of all of the other collections because they were all had something to do with films or get video games like the Master Chief one and stuff like that um, from Halo I had, I had loads but they've all been stolen or lost as we've moved out but they're the three I've managed to keep hold of um, I'll have to send you a picture in a bit um, and, and you'll see them because the detail on them is exquisite, especially the, the Darth Vader one. Um, the, it's got an actual like cape that made out of material and the uh, R2-D2 one actually looks like R2-D2 because it's a smaller potato and the Optimus Prime one has the full like Transformers stood up but then in his truck version is a little model. Um, but he looks good but that's, that's my failed collection. I tried my hardest for many years to keep hold of it but uh, we move house like every two years. Um, I mean, hopefully we're going to stay in this one a bit longer, but that's that's how they get lost and with children stealing. 
Okay, and thanks for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed listening a little bit about our hobbies and interests. It's been great talking about them. Also, I never knew about Nathan's potato head collection. That is um, something I need to learn a little bit more about. What's going off there? Um, yeah, like I say, if you if you like what you hear, give us a quick like, give us a quick subscribe. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're all over the place. Uh, search up Sages Retreat. You'll probably find us. If you can't, let me know, and I'll make sure you find us there next time. I've been Lee. And I've been Nathan. And we'll see you next time. It's brilliant. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Thanks.